I've got peanut butter sandwich though, so it's, it's you know it's a bit claggy. A bit claggy, yeah. This is when the anaphylaxis kicks in. Bloody hope not. That'd be really so good. So let me know. I've got some adrenaline in my car, but I'll have to I'll have to walk. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. He's he's not even going to run. He'll just walk. If I run, I might not get there. It'll be cardiac arrest halfway. <laughs> You know what? I kicked a ball on beach last week and it felt like the best thing ever. And then I thought, can I imagine actually running? Nah, probably not. Uh, I kicked a ball last week as well. And it felt really good right up until the guy got back up off the ground and started chasing after me. And after that, it was terrible. (laughs) For the benefit of a tip, Ian is shaking his head in disapproval. Oh, I'm sure to lend. The, the only reason he's not laughing out loud is he's glued his teeth together with peanut butter. Pretty much. It's the smooth stuff as well. I usually get crunchy, but they sent me the wrong one. Oh. 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 Which manufacturer sent you the wrong one? Uh, it was, uh, I think it was Morrison's. So if Morrison's would like to send us some crunchy peanut butter for us all to try out, then I think that'd be fair. Mm. Loads of it, though, because I love it. I do. Oh, have you seen the um, the Clyde FC tweet, by the way? T- um, three lads uh, went up to the announcer's box and said this is an emergency with Dad's trying to get his car out, but he's being blocked in. Can you put out an announcement to get the owner of the car to come and move the car, please? It's a, it's a white Nissan Micra. Um, and the number plate was NE... One four A B J. Any one four A B J. And oh, the guy wow. read it out twice to a packed stadium. <laughs> and it Clyde FC put their hands up and went, "Okay, you got us." And they called the three guys back in and they gave them a load of merchandise as well. And I thought, what a wonderful way to punish them for their transgressions, <laughs> make them carry Clyde FC merchandise away. Brilliant. And if you'd like to send free stuff to a podcast, please get in touch. I'll definitely get shout-outs for that. And if you're another oh, yeah. amateur American team that wants to give things away, then uh, get in touch because our other team lets down. So uh, there you go. Well, you say that. They'll obviously sell us the scarf, but they only ship to the US. And I happened to mention that I was UK-based. And the next thing you know, on Twitter, somebody's popped up and said, I haven't done my random act of kindness yet. And so they're just waiting for the old shipping costs to come out and they might actually ship me a, uh, a scarf from Steel FC over to the UK. So I don't think it will be much different in weight from one scarf to three scarves, if I'm honest. Might not be. So. <laughs> Correct answer. <laughs> so. Well, we, we know what you're eating, Ian. What are you drinking? Um. Well, I'm finished now, so it's all good. It's all good. Belly's full. Happy boy. Um, uh, I'm on Punk IPA by Brewdog. Very Solid nice choice. I am going for a Camden Pale Ale. So, a nice little can there that will uh, go down an absolute treat if it compares to the uh, one I had last week. You big cockney. That'll be the one. I had one of their... Um, lagers for my tea as well they do what they call a uh, a fruity lager and it didn't taste like fruit but it sure as hell tasted like lager it was very <laughs> nice so cheers guys cheers young man 
So I'm back with the Abidale Brewery because I've still got a can of moonshine knocking about. Very uh, nice. For some, I might not be uh, very useful at the end of it. So, boys, we are building our charity football weekly 11. The results are still pending on our left back, but we have a goalkeeper and a right back. Today, we have the opportunity to pick our centre half. Now then, centre backs. Ian, you know all about playing centre back. We've been a centre back partnership. Do you want to introduce playing at centre back? Um. Well, I think people think it's it's really easy and you can stick anybody there. Um, but you can't. Um, you've got uh, constant communication, it's positioning, it's having an eye on the whole game in front of you, it's anticipating where the danger is going to come from, it's being strong enough and brave enough to throw yourself in, um, to not be pushed around, to push people around, but you've also got to be able to play with the ball at your feet and play passes into dangerous areas. Uh, yeah, lots of teamwork, and, and it is you, you're always on the go. Unless you play for you know a professional team and you see them walking around and they seem to have lots of time and space, it's certainly not like that for us. You just don't stop moving, don't stop shouting. Somebody said that yourself. the ideal. Somebody said that the ideal centre back should be seven foot tall, twenty feet wide, head made of marble, feet made of cinder blocks. Elbows as sharp as daggers and uh, more tackle than the combined total of the Angling Association. Yeah. So why did they play me at centre-half? I'm about a foot tall with a head shape like a 50 pence piece, so I don't really know what's going on with that. But then you look at some of the best centre-halves and, and they just, they're always in the right place. Their positioning is just exquisite. So you don't have to be, I mean, the thing is, like, you know, we spoke about Maldini last week. Um don't have to be the fastest you don't have to be the biggest you don't have to be the most aggressive or anything you've just got to be in the right place at the right time and i won't mention any names yet but there's some center halves there's one in particular that i think we'll all pick and he's unbelievable but there's other ones that that might not be fast on your list but this guy i'll i'll, I'll mention names I'm, later I'm, who, who my centre halves. Well, uh, uh, this guy. So I've not picked him. Uh, Johnny Evans at Leicester. He is really. He was so good. Man City wanted to sign him after Man United let him go for no reason. Um, his positional sense is amazing, and he's just always there in the right place, at the right time to snick the ball, um, or or block something, or or whatever. He's good on the ball. So he's a, he's a good example of a good good modern centre half. I think. Hello. One of one of you is rubbing up against something, so I'm getting a bit of feedback on you. Not I don't think it's you. I don't think it's you, Phil. Oh, try again. It's not done that before. No. Oh, I'll tell you what yeah. it is. You're going it the wrong way around, aren't you? God, that made for good listening, didn't it, Mike? Side. I don't on the wrong side. There we go. That's a bit better. So Johnny Evans, uh, yeah, really good. Lost my train. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, don't Sorry. worry. Don't worry. So, boys, we're going to follow on from the format of last week. We're yeah, going to our classic. And our... So, um, Ian, start proceedings last week. I'd like to hear Mike's classic player this week. Um, well, since we're going to go for two people, because we're looking for two centre-halves, um, I've picked two for each role, uh, for each category as well. I didn't. Well, that's OK. 
because chances are you've picked the same ones that we have. Um, <laughs> in my classic player role, um, there are two uh, who are absolute legendary centre-backs. Um, and if you, neither of you two have picked either of these two, I will be shocked, in short. Uh, but the two that I I've picked... <laughs> the two that I've picked are Nesta and Beckenbauer. Beckenbauer Ooh. is on my list of honourable mentions, but he is not no. my classic centre-half. Wow. Dirk Heiser is mine. He was one of mine. I've got two, two as well, but Dirk Heiser were one of mine. Yeah. I, I couldn't see how... I would have been very picking a German centre-half from that generation, so I didn't. <laughs> but I, I couldn't see how uh, we could have mention of classic centre-halves and not pick two of the very best of all time. So I didn't want to do any curveball. I didn't want to do anything funny or fancy on this one. I just wanted to pick the two best centre-halves that the world's ever seen. Um, so I picked Nesta and Beckenbauer as my two. I, I went first I, I half really to play with his feet, innit? You know, I, I was like Mike went back and He was voted the fourth best player of all time. Yeah, he won titles. He won World Cups. He was a captain on the pitch, a leader off the pitch, um, like chairman at Bayern Munich after. He, he, the, the sweeper role was was his. And as a template for a modern defender, strong positional sense really good. Obviously, it was a bit easier playing sweeper, but but positional sense really good. Um, um it, the his skill with the ball at his feet and his technical ability was unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I agree with Beckenbauer most definitely. So who's your second? Well, I I was gonna go Nesta, uh, and I was gonna go um. I had a few other names, but but the one that stands out for me, he is he was the rock of potentially the best club team of all of all time. Um, he was the kind of the bit that held it held all the other players together. Um, Carlos Puyol. Oh, great shout! Absolutely. He's doing my, my honourable mentions, and I knew that Mr. Mackey would pick this gentleman. I'm just a huge. A huge admirer of him. He was, he's a stereotypical defender. He's no nonsense. He's always on the ball. An unbelievable captain and a leader. Uh, and when you look back, so they had PK, who's still going now, and not a brilliant defender. And they had Puyol. And PK was this young, kind of up and coming defender. Um, his technical ability is ridiculous for, 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 for a defender. But his concentration wasn't all that, but he had Puyol constantly telling him exactly. So Puyol was doing his own game and making sure that PK was playing his game right as well. He was basically doing two jobs at the same time. And he just, I mean, he wasn't just a hero for Barcelona. He scored in the semi-final of the 2010 World Cup win to get them through to the final. He's just, he's, he's, he's the one and I looked at, so I thought about John Terry as well in that, that old school defender. Did you put your kit on while you were thinking about it just randomly? I, I went, I went full kit and picked up a trophy. Um, <laughs> but I had, but I was looking, I was thinking like, well, let's think like old school defenders, but who are, are modern and, and modernised enough. And Terry's that, the kind of English version of that. He was such an old school defender, but he could play a bit as well. But, 
Puyol just encapsulates everything that you need to be to be a good central defender and then some more. So, got to be Carlos. Well, while we're talking of classic centre-halves, in my honourable mentions, I had Tony Adams and Saul Campbell. I thought somebody might have mentioned them, but... Yep. And your and mate, Rio Bobby Ferdinand. Moore. Bobby of a week. Rio Ferdinand, Ronald Koeman. For all people I was thinking about. I also had an honourable mention for Billy McNeil. <coughs> who Enlighten us on Billy Cap- McNeil, please. Well, uh, Billy McNeil was the, the local boy from around Celtic Park who captained Celtic to the 1967 European Cup when uh, they became the Lisbon Lions. Um, he was amazing for Scotland as well, played a huge number of times for Scotland, Celtic boy through and through. Um, that whole team came from, apart from one player, came from like four miles away from the ground. And he was, again, he was a defender like Beckenbauer almost that, that could play now. His technical ability was, is enough, would be enough to play now. Um, he's an absolute Celtic icon, obviously, because he was the team that led them to the European Cup, something that no other team in Scotland has ever done before, nobody else. I can't see anybody else doing it ever again or in the European Cup. So that's Billy McNeil. He has possibly the most Scottish name I've ever heard in a footballer as well. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's upset quite Irish Scottish as well. Twitter after last time. Upset Scottish Twitter after last week. No, you certainly don't. And not with, I mean, half the Scottish Twitter will, if you take the piss out of Labour, they'll probably applaud you, and the other half will have a massive go at you. Um, the blue half and the green and white half. <clears throat> but he is, he's, he's, a, he's an icon of Scottish football. Half the uh, Scottish Twitter will be ordering skips and takeaways to your house before you know it. <laughs> <laughs> quite, I quite like a good takeaway. It's fine. As long as somebody else no is paying for it. No one can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> it's when your kids get home and they bring back uh, prawn crackers for you. Oh, yeah, they know their dad. well enough yet, have I? <laughs> <laughs> so, Phil, your centre-back. I'm to announce. You all right, Phil? We're lagging a bit, that's all. Sorry, I talked over uh, the top of you, so I'm waiting for you to stop. <laughs> so, my classic centre-half, I'm a little bit nervous about, because I want to do him some justice, but I've, I've got a tendency to cock stuff up when I'm talking. So, here we go. We'll go for it. Uh, I've gone for Viv Anderson, MBE. He was one of the first black players Ooh. to the English team. What a first shame. black player to play for the full England national team. I did cheat a little bit, but I'll come on to that. Um... He was a football pioneer. That's how Brian Clough described him. He won two European Cups and two league titles with Clough. He was probably the best header at ball I've ever seen. Um, he went on to play for Arsenal after he moved from Forest. He played three years. He won 87 League Cup. He only missed three games in all that time, which were amazing because at 17 years old, he had an injury where his right knee was a staple. Still amazed that his knee functions. He went on to move to his dream club, which was Man United. It was Sir Alex Ferguson's first signing. And then he went up in the world. He signed for Sheffield Wednesday at 34 years old. <laughs> and he made his debut on 12th of January 1991. And he managed three years for us. He managed to play first series season at Premier League for Wednesday. I don't really want to talk about Viv Anderson in terms of him being the first black football, because I think it's sad that we have to refer to black football. Something that needs to change. 
he were uh, one of a few black managers. He managed Barnsley. And he's just an absolute dude. He were a great footballer. He were a great professional. The reason why I've cheated is because what I didn't realise is I watched him play for Wednesday and he were our centre-back. But he were converted. He were actually a right-back in his youth. And uh, it weren't until I've just gone and read back on him. I didn't realise he were a right-back. Because <laughs> in my mind, he were a centre-half. So maybe I should have uh, produced him a couple of weeks ago. But Viv Anderson's my shout because he's, uh, he's a top bloke. Can I just add, though? I know you say you don't want to talk about him as like the first black footballer or anything along those lines. But when someone who can play as well as he can, who's got the talent that he's got, who has achieved everything that he's achieved and still has to overcome that stigma when it really was still a stigma back well, in the I think days. It's when they're throwing bananas at you and all sorts of fruit and they're doing monkey noises and, yeah. I think if it would be getting that sort of abuse, I don't know if I could turn out every week. Because when you look at some of the great players that we've seen ever since, if it wasn't for players like him who were breaking those moulds, who was pushing the boundaries, who was getting in front of the crowds and actually playing and showing them that it wasn't about skin colour, it was about the passion for the club and the passion for the game. If it wasn't for them the game would look a hell of a lot different in this modern era. And so, we, you know, you don't want to talk about him as like um, this famous first black player or anything along those lines. But by God, you've got to admit that he did a hell of a lot for the, pushing those boundaries. Absolutely. Because there had to be a first, didn't there? And he took it. Absolutely. So, Ian, who's your current centre-half? Well, I picked two. <clears throat> uh, one's a very obvious one. Um, Big Varge. He's the best defender in the world just now. Um, I know he's a really obvious choice, but he... I just uh, refuse to pick another Liverpool <laughs> player, and I'm going to refuse <laughs> to pick another Liverpool player throughout this 11, I'm afraid. Do you know what? You, you can't not with him, though. His, his reading of the game is ridiculous. His strength is... I know he's tall, but his heading ability, his positional he's sense... He's part of Liverpool's total football, though. Like we said about... Um, Alexander Arnold, he could play anywhere on the pitch. Yeah. He's, he's a, I mean, playing a lot of positions. I mean, it was the way that they literally signed him, and he walked straight in and said, "Your defence is shit. You're going to do as you told, and this, and you're going to lead from me." And whenever you watch Liverpool play, all he does is point and tell people where to go, and it's the same thing as as Puyol. I'm playing my game, but I'm making sure that you're playing your game, and I'll tell you exactly where you have to be and what you have to do, and you're going to do it really well. I've got to admit, um, it were brilliant. View it were BC, it were um, it were Liverpool, Everton. Liverpool pretty much fielded a youth team, except Virgil were <laughs> playing in it, and he were just running it. He's he's just he's he's unbelievable, and I I couldn't not pick him. Uh, my other choice. It's one of those controversial ones. He's Marmite. You love him or you hate him. Personally, mm. I, I I love him. I absolutely love him. He is the master of the dark arts of defending. It's the, it's the man who has had something like 27 career red cards for one team. And if you take into account all the times he's missed for suspension... He's missed a full season's football through suspensions. Wow. It's Sergio Ramos. I love him. Absolutely <laughs> love him. 
the reason I didn't pick Sergio Ramos is because I knew Mr. Mackey was going to pick oh. Sergio Ramos. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I just... We've already man-crushed on here before with Ramos. Oh, I just... I think he's... A br- like, taking away all the dirty things he does, he's a brilliant defender. Brilliant defender. Passing's fantastic. Positioning isn't always the best, but it's good enough to get away with it. He's the leader in that team. He's the boss. He takes responsibility. He takes body penalties now. He strikes the ball so well. But if you if you want to learn how to get away with stuff when you're defending, watch Sergio Ramos. Because we need to. It's it's the little elbows, it's it's the arm across, it's the arm on intertwined. It's it's the way that he makes it look like he's being fouled when he is fouling you. Absolutely. Just, and nobody does it better in the world. Nobody does it better than him. And he gets caught sometimes. But, he, he, you know, he'll take a, a yellow card or a red card for the team. He's not bothered. Because it's all about the team. And I, and I, I like that about him as well. So, got to be sad, you know, done it. That's a good shout. I just realised I muted. And I went, without doubt. <laughs> <laughs> without a doubt. So, Mike, who's your current player? Who's my current player? My current player is and the captain of Manchester City. I've gone for Steph Houghton. Oh, this is Love this Powell is a little Powell. bit of the old shit. Yeah, um, one of the icons of the um, latest World Cup. My of man, of course. Yeah, a uh, a Twitter friend of the pod, and more precisely, a Twitter friend of Phil Russell. So, but yeah, a superb centre-back. Um, absolutely iconic in the role um, and definitely, definitely deserves inclusion into our um, Twitter poll. So yeah, my first, uh, my first player, Houghton. And my second player, um, I chose Diego Godin. Um, he's a oh, he's Uruguayan and Inter Milan defender. Um, but I didn't pick him because of either of those. I just picked him because he sounds like an impressionist painter. I thought I'd add a bit of a class to the pod. He was, he was an absolute rock when he was at Atletico Madrid. Unbelievable. Although Steph Horton's got my vote at the minute. Got my vote it's, every day of the week. I love her. Absolutely. But I mean, I'm torn now. Because I do like my Sergio, but I like Steph a little bit more. Well, you haven't heard me yet. I ain't, I ain't had my turn yet, so... Oh. Go on then, but Phil. What have you got? But you'll have to wait. Because for my current player, I've got Kaladu Kulabi. Kulabali. But yeah, him who plays for Napoli, you can't pronounce his name. I'm sure it's... A math, my my middle son told me... Kulabali, isn't it? I wrote it down phonetically as well to say, and I still <laughs> cocked it up. So there you go. Five years of speech Bro. therapy well, didn't well, help me. Which which beer are you drinking tonight? The good old moonshine is probably taking effect. No, it isn't. I just can't talk. I, I can't even hide behind beer. I just I just can't do it. He's uh, <laughs> got he's got great feet. He's an excellent passer. He's cool under pressure. He can probably pronounce his own surname. He's captain of his national team, Senegal. He's 29, so he should have peaked by now. We should be seeing the best of him. He's large. He's aggressive. He's quick. That's what I want to see. In the centre half, he can play fullback if required. He's recently won Coppa Italia. He's got 42 caps for his country, 
And he's very likely to leave Italy this summer because everybody's after him. So that's got to be kind of a big tick, hasn't it, really? Both major Spanish clubs want him. Chelsea want him. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Very good. He's Great my choice. shout. He's my shout for the current one. But I was, I'm not as enthused as for my current choice as I am for my classic choice. Mm. So I think the only thing now is to ask Phil what his curveball is. Well... You may have picked Steph Horton, Mike, but my favourite English Lionesses centre-half is Millie Bright. Oh. I mean, she's from Killermarsh, so she's already pretending she's from Sheffield, so that's a big tick. She's currently playing for the best English women's team in Chelsea. She has 33 caps. She's won two league championships. She's got two FA Cups. She's played in all these, FA Cup, all these World Cup semi-finals. But she's a ball-playing centre-half. You trust her. She's good with her feet. She's got good vision. She can get up the pitch. She's wasted by Gary Neville by playing this tippy-tappy football that he's trying to play. But we know Gary Neville's leaving, so there's some hope that we might actually see something good from this England Lionesses team. But she's confident, and that's what you need from your centre-halves. Your centre-backs need to give the team that confidence. If you're playing out front back, and I trust her. So, really bright. It's a good show. Excellent show. Solid show. The only thing that I've got not going for it is I think she's a United Eye. So, boo. About you, so, young Mr. Mackey. Oh, well, got um, the brave heart <clears throat> that is Colin Henry. Scotland captain, um, Premier League winner with Blackburn in 1994. Iconic header here. Thoroughly old school defender. Was just like. When you think of a central defender of before tiki-taki football, Colin Henry's the one you thought of. Just an absolute beast. Colin Henry, he may have made my list of my honourable mentions. I think that's good. I think that's good. But he was my second out of my two. And my first is... I know who it's going to be. Can we have a big drum roll? I'm sure you do. It will come as no surprise. That when thinking of central defenders, my mind turned to one man, and he was only at Hibs for a few years. He captained France, captained Marseille. He was just an absolute fulcrum for for Hibs. It is of course Frank Sozzi, one Holy of my cow. one of my heroes. Uh, if, honestly, a if guy. there was ever a player, if there was ever a player that needed the nickname Kaiser. It was Frank Sozo. <laughs> Do you know, you're right. He literally, he came in with this massive reputation and he just was like, this is what we're going to do. And he was, he played in the back four. He, he'd slot into bloody midfield. He played in the back three as, as a sweeper. Yeah, so he was, was an so excellent back. sweeper on champ manager. He, oh, honestly. And he just, it, the way that he could strike a football as well, it was just something to behold. But he was... Around that time, like 99, 2000, 2001, he was just the kind of the X Factor player that, that in a way, like Puyol and, and Ramos to an extent, just and Van Dyke just holds the whole team together and is the focal point for everything. So, my man, Big Frank. I knew it. I knew it were coming. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Not subtle, is it? But he's amazing. Absolutely amazing. What Chris Waddle is to me, Big Frank is to you. Pretty much. I love him. I love the man. 
Mike, are you going to throw us a big curveball here? I've got two. My first one is actually, I'm doing a callback now because we talked about strength players. Um, and I'm going to go back to my strength player from a previous pod. Um, and I'm doing this because we do have our little E against the podcast name because it's explicit. Uh, and I'm picking Danny Shitu <laughs> as one of my centre-halves. Um, but the other centre-half, um, Ian, who was your uh, classic one who uh, marshalled his defence, who was doing two jobs all the time? Uh, it was Carlos Puyol. Carlos Puyol. And who was your modern-day player who was marshalling his defence all the time? That's Big Verge, isn't it? Big Verge. And my classic player fits that mould. He's the sort of player who tells the back four exactly what he wants them to do, where he needs them to be on the pitch. He controls that back line in order to keep it solid. And he basically taught me everything I need to know about how to be a left back. And he did it from the centre of the pitch. And that's our very own Mr. Ian Mackey. Oh, mate. (laughs) He's he's my centre-back curveball. Oh, vote for because me, guys. Vote for me. I'm not egotistical, but vote for me. This is this is exactly what you did when I was dropped into the left back role. Which, to be honest, I don't play eleven aside enough to know what to do in any flaming role. But you're always there saying, "Come in, come in, come in, come in. Don't push out yet. Come in, come in." So I was keeping close, and then it's, keep the line, keep the line, move forward, move forward. And whatever you told me to do, I did. And it got to the point of which, because you were telling me where to be on the pitch. A spectator was overheard as saying, oh, that Mike's having a great game, isn't he? He's always in the right place. And we're like, yeah, you don't know the half of it, fella. There's only one reason I'm in the right place. It's because I'm being told to be in the right place and I'm just following orders. It was me. I was that spectator. <laughs> it was your dad, wasn't it? Yeah, it was my dad. <laughs> oh, I don't really know what but to when say. somebody can look at a Thanks, player mate. of my lack of skill... And lack of calibre and say, oh, he's having a good game, isn't he? It's only because of you. So, yeah, you are the battling fat lads equivalent of the Carlos Puyol, the Virgil van Dyke. So Ian Mackey gets my second uh, choice of uh, curveball well, for we're our back four. Loving, I wouldn't say that you've got a lack of skill, but a lack of knowledge. I think that'd be more fair. I, th- I think if you if we are being honest about this, no, we're I lack loving, pretty we're not being much honest. <laughs> I, I lack pretty much everything you need to be a footballer. Skills, knowledge, fitness, the no, whole got thing. Pace. Okay, got I'll give you pace. That's about the only thing I've got. You've got, you got pace and endeavour. And actually, no. No, no, because when we're talking like five-a-side football here, like you've spun Big Phil and then pinged it into the Not top me. corner. I'm little like, for this pinged, scenario. You know what I mean? You've, you've pinged it in the top corner from about 15 yards away in a five-a-side goal. So I hear. I haven't seen it. I know, but then turn around like it was like, this is just what I do, bitches. So <laughs> let's just carry on. Like this there was what, no... Like, this is what I do. <laughs> Every night in my head, I see the goal, I see the perfect goal, and I'm not physically capable of reproducing it. I just happened to do it on that one occasion. And actually, when you say that I told you through the game, well, no, because you were in roughly the right place anyway you weren't like 30 yards back thinking i'll just sit on the edge of the box for the whole game so you were in roughly the area so actually we know we started the game and when i got on the pitch you just said 
if I pull forward, go with me. If the ball comes over this side, come in close. If the ball goes that side, go out wide. I was following your instructions. And then every time I wasn't quite on the ball, you were then just reminding me of what I needed to do. It was absolutely. I could have put a captain's armband on you and it would not have looked out of place because you were absolutely captaining me there. Oh, let's just give you some love. What's <laughs> happening? Oh, it is. Oh, I've gone too many. Sorry, it doesn't come up on the big one. It just comes up on a little one. Right, I'll stop. I'll stop sending love. I'm joining in now. We're all at it. Oh dear. You say we're all at it. I've had no love from Mike. You haven't. Well, I, I keep trying to do these things, but they just don't seem to work on mine. I don't know why. Well, let's be fair. We've not looked at central defensive midfielders yet, Phil. You might just sneak yourself in there. Say on. I played at Hillsborough, you know, I've got experience. <laughs> Sounds like the type of a pod. <laughs> and you can and check it out football. on our uh, back catalogue. Well, I've played futsal. A very skillful game. So. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> They're all in there. They're all coming out now. <clears throat> all the classic catchphrases. Oh, well, thank you so much, Mike. I'm very, very touched. And not in a, not in a bad way, not in a wrong way. We're not going 1970s BBC here, are we? <laughs> <laughs> they hope not. <laughs> did we mention Sergio Ramos? Yes, you did. It's okay, I'll carry on. Dark arts. Absolutely. We're ready for a quiz? Probably not. So, boys, quiz about centre-backs. Are you up for it? Have you done your revision? Uh, yeah, of course. I, I know all the facts. See if a school teacher's done his own work. I know, I know all the facts. All, all the facts. I know all the best facts. <laughs> you know all the best oh. facts because I just I'm on the street I'm getting the information and I'm passing it on to my DI uh, do you know what I mean it's, this is how this is how we rule it's how we rule and then we have to secretly solve the case before Mike um, sort of finds out our uh, let's say less than uh, five a book ways shit how is it right? yeah shit how is it right? I get to the reports afterwards <laughs> You, you, you read what we want you to read, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it's all gone very um, Axel F right at the end here, hasn't it? <laughs> very Beverly Hills cop. God, it's been a week. Can't remember who's calling. I'll call. You sure? Yeah. What we having? Heads. Heads, heads, heads. It's a head. Oh, Get in. <laughs> oh, Mr. Mackey, you've lost already. Oh, dear. Right, come on then. Viv Anderson, we talked about him earlier, he played 26 games for Sheffield Wednesday in the inaugural Premier League season. I'm not asking you how many clean sheets he had. I want to know how many goals he scored for Wednesday that year. Um, he was 36 years old. I don't know if that has any help in what you're going to get for his goal. Well, no, because I imagine they mostly would have come from corners. Yeah. So I think he probably scored, I'm going to say, four. Oh, that's exactly the number I was going for. Bugger. I'll say four as well. That's the thing, though, because I, I had it in my head that he'd got four. And it, again, it's headed goals from a corner. You know that's it's going to happen. Unless he took penalties. No, no. Waddle would have been. No. Yeah. Chrissy Waddle yeah. never took a penalty for Wednesday. We did once. <laughs> <laughs> and he missed that as well. Oh. <laughs> back from uh, Wolverhampton. So, my my question now is, without it being intentional shithousery, but I can't <laughs> go for four. Do I think he scored fewer than four, or did I? Do I think he scored more than four? How many got? How many appearances? He played twenty six games for us that season. 
26 games. And the time when f- we didn't really have substitutes. I'll go f- five then. Ooh. There's not a lot you can do with that one, is there, though? You could be like, we no. scored 20. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It could have been really prolific that season, for all you know. Uh, it probably be two. <laughs> a player that I'm surprised we haven't mentioned this evening, Terry Butcher, played for England versus Sweden in 1989 in a World Cup qualifier. He had a clash of heads, and there's a famous picture of him covered in blood. What I want to know is, how many stitches did England team doctor Crane use to seal the wound? Seven. Confident. Confidence. No. No, no, it's just the rapid response of someone who hasn't got the faintest idea, and so he's just making up a number and hoping it's dead. Twelve. Ooh. It's a shot in the dark. I've got not a clue. Why not? Scottish journeyman Colin Hendry has been a permanent signing with seven professional teams. But in total, how many... Sorry, my own question doesn't make sense. In total, how much is his cumulative transfer fee? <laughs> um, it were a great question. I just cocked it up. Um, four and a half million. Eight million. I think his bill name muted and he doesn't even realise it. Oh, yes, I'm muted and I didn't realise it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been talking to you for ages and didn't know what, what we are... Uh, what did you go for, Ian? I completely missed it. Uh, four and a half. Okay. I know you love these questions, boys, so I've dropped these in. In the 2019-20 English Premier League season, Jared Branthwaite was the youngest centre-back used by Everton. He played in a 3-0 defeat to Wolves. In years, months and days, how old was he in that appearance? Jared Branthwaite. No, I ain't heard of him either. No. I've never even heard of him. God knows who that is. 18 years, two months, and six days. And the only reason I say that is because that's the exact same amount as I said last time, and it won. So I'm going to go with that again. <laughs> I was thinking 18 as well. So 18 is nailed I was on. A little bit older. So I was going to go 18 years, four months, and I will steal your three days. So then it's. It's easier for Phil to work out who's won. Thought Mike went six days, actually. Yeah, I did. <laughs> but he's gone for three now, so that's his choice. <laughs> oh, what did you go for? Six days. Oh, yeah, the same as that, but, but for 18, 18 years and four months. It's the connection, days. it's not. It's the connection, that's what I'm blaming. So, the other end of the spectrum, Phil Jagielka was the oldest English Premier League player. He played for Sheffield United in their 3-0 win over Chelsea. On the 11th of June 2020, how old was it in years, months and days? 37. Um, nine months and 12 days. 35 years, nine months, four days. I'm just waiting to see if Phil's face falls when he realises it's 36 months and 36 <laughs> years and a few months. <laughs> If there's any difficult math, I'll get you to do it. <laughs> Viv Anderson played 26 games to Sheffield Wednesday in the inaugural Premier League season. I asked you how many goals did he score. Mike thought he scored five times, and Ian went for four. He scored three goals in that. Oh, in that oh went the wrong way. Oh. All from corners. 
Yes, collaborator. <laughs> Terry Butcher playing for England versus Sweden in 1989 suffered a big gash on his head, which we all know the photograph. But I asked you how many stitches did the England doctor use to seal the wound? Mike said seven. Was it a trick question? He used none, and it was just all tape. <laughs> Mr. Mackey went for 12. <laughs> Not Jim Layton. Magic sponge. <laughs> he had five stitches. Oh. <laughs> to be fair to Ian, the doc- Dr. Crane afterwards in an interview said he did need 12, but Bobby Robson was shouting at him so hard he only had time to put five in. Oh. And the difference is seven, so I got that one as well. So, you know. Scottish oh. journeyman Colin Hendry has been a permanent signing with seven professional teams out of his cumulative transfer fees. Mike said eight million. Ian went for four point five million pounds. It was eight point seven million. Really? Some of them may have been that. in Scottish notes. I'm surprised at that. I think you'll find that is legal tender. That is legal tender. It's like a CSW pod greatest hits on this quiz. <laughs> all, of, all of our back, back catalogue is available on your podcast app of choice. Or by visiting cswpod.co.uk. Unless you're trying to hack us and Mike will block you. In 20 league season, Jared Branthwaite was the youngest centre-back used by Everton. He played a 3-0 defeat to Wolves. I ask you in years, months and days how old he was. Mike went for 18 years Two day, two months and six days. Ian, somewhat naughtily, went for 18 years, four months and six days. Jared, we'd never heard of you, but you were 18 years, zero months and 15 days old. Oh, well played. Well played. That's a 3-1 lead. That is. Can you somewhat redundantly. Somewhat redundantly, we will go to the fifth question. We've got a fell. Phil Jagielka. The oldest English Premier League player, well, oldest English Premier League centre-back, played for Sheffield United in a 3-0 win over Chelsea on the 11th of June this year. As you how old he was, Mike went for 39 months. Bordi Hardy went for 37 years, 9 months and 12 days. Phil Jagielka was 37 years old, 10 months and 24 days. Well played, Mr. Mackey. A close one. I'll take a 3-2 win, though. I'll take a I'll take a yeah a winning streak. Well played. <laughs> Two on the bounce. Two on the bounce. You I need think it must be the type of beer I'm drinking. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a bit of football superstitions coming in now. Boys, you need to decide who you want to put up for two separate Twitter polls. People of the internet, we are going to have to do this twice. There will be two three-day polls. So who would you like to put up for Twitter poll number one? Um, I am going to go with Sergio Ramos. No, I'm not. I'm going to go for Carlos Puyol. God, you're just ruining my writing. <laughs> Sorry, I keep... I do it every week. I think up against Carlos Puyol, I'm going to put the battling fat lads Carlos Puyol. I'm going to put Ian Mackey up against him. <laughs> Oh, thanks, Mike. I feel pretty bad because I think I've got two strong candidates here. Go on then. But I think I'm going to put in Twitter poll number one, I'm going to go for Millie Bright. That's good because you yeah. know who I'm putting in my second poll. Yes, that's why I avoided you in Twitter poll number two. 
So, Mr. Mackey, in Twitter poll number two for our other set. Do you need to ask? Do you need to ask? There's only one. It's not even. It is the king, Big Frank Soze. Good shout. Frank Soze is up against Steph Houghton. Let's see if the people of Edinburgh get behind you this time, Ian, because they've been seriously lacking in recent weeks. I don't think they will. I mean, I'd probably vote for Seth Horton as well, to be fair. So. <laughs> in fact, I probably will. So, in the group of death, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add Vivanton <clears throat> to that. Oh, Viv's a good shout, though. Viv's a very good shout. That is a tough one, isn't it? That is a really tough one. It is, because I can see Ian Mackey slipping in there and playing centre-half next to Steph Horton. <laughs> Do you know what? Right. I'm not being funny, but if like if ever the opportunity came to play with her and just be like like Steph, tell me exactly what I need to do. Just teach me, teach me how to be a footballer, please, Steph. Come on. She's your Twitter friend, Phil. Get her, get her signed up for the fat lads. Come on. We'll call it fat people. I don't think we even need to. We're an institution anyway. It's just where it is, isn't it? Let's get let's let's bring her in for a game. Maybe when she's retired. I don't think she'll be allowed to play. I think she might have to retire before she fancies it. Yeah. I mean, even like a five-minute cameo, she can just dribble around everybody and score for us. She wrote 200 words. Well, she didn't even write that. She wrote about 50 words in this programme. What more do you want? Oh, just a little... Even just 10 seconds. Just a little 10-second appearance. Just just so I can go, oh, my God, I, guys, I just played centre-back with Steph Horton. be amazing. Well, once I've I played football with the Waddler, then I'll let you have Steph Orton in. How's that? <laughs> what, what I'm thinking, though, is that, of course, you play in the same position as Steph Orton. So what we'd have to do is sub you off to sub her on. No, 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 And then sub no, her no. back off to sub you back on again. And no, we just no, did you, you ever watch that? Did you ever watch that? Um, <sighs> we're a gym will fix it. If we can talk right. about it. But anyway, I'm really going here. No, 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 no. But anyway, ignore the program it were on. But, but this child who wants... It's getting worse. But he wanted to play yeah, his school team against Man United. And he got substituted for Bobby Charlton because he were his favourite player. Now, I think that were a bit cruel because actually all his mates have played football with Bobby Charlton and he got sub for yeah. him. Yeah. So when I was watching it, I thought, how's that a treat? It's kind of a little bit of a punishment. You want to, you want to be taking the pass? From Bobby Charlton, don't you? You want Bobby Charlton to be feeding the ball through to you. I'm telling you what, if Waddle's playing foot battling fat lads on right wing, I'm playing right back, so at least I can fill a pass to him. I may be left footed, but there's no way I'm not playing on right. That's that's simple for me. If I'm playing centre back with Steph Horton, I'm giving her the ball, and then at some point I'm going to go, Steph, man, coming on your back, and she'll go, got it. I'll be like, yes, goal achieved. <laughs> Or even like imagine just having having someone like that turn around and go, Oh, well played there. Well well done. Quick be like, oh my god. This is the this is the best moment of my football in life. As as manager I think I'll be obliged to sub you at that point because then at least I'll keep you on a high. Oh no, I'm happy. I'll cock up massively after that. I wouldn't even care. I'd I'd have I've had my moment in the sun. Just to like- hey, look it's look. You're like, go, go on, Ian. Let, let Mike have a go now. <laughs> I'll, I'll go, who else wants to play centre-back? And everybody goes, I'll play centre-back. I'll play centre-back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
to be fair, I'm not letting everyone play centre-back. Bearing in mind, we play centre-back because we're there by default because everyone wants to play up front. For that game, though, no. I'd definitely play keeper, simply because it'd be the first clean sheet I'd ever kept. <laughs> <laughs> I just find it, I, I just, I find it weird, though, because I, I love, love playing in defence. Love it. It's the best, the best position. You get to be, you know, very loud, very shouty. Um, and Which doesn't come to, naturally to you, does it? I, I mean, uh, no. People <laughs> will massively disagree with you. Um, and you get to be, you know, you get to be physically aggressive. You get to get stuck in. I love it. I absolutely love it. Peace. That's why you give penalties away. <laughs> I'm really going to go, go through this again because it was not a penalty. <laughs> That's why I you get booked the played against Hollyoaks. I didn't actually get booked for that one. I think you'll find. I, I no, I think you'll find it. I, I took the yellow card on that occasion. You've got yeah, exactly. You've had your bookends. I gave away one penalty that was never a penalty. I shoulder barged you when he fell over. Not my fault. He's got no body balance, is it? Anyway, not that I'm bitter. Not that it's playing on your memory or anything like that. <laughs> oh, do you know it what? We're a big call as well. That we just got back in game. I know, and I was like, I almost argued, and I was like, yeah, it's a charity game. I'm the not- irony is, you were having a good game, and I were having a nightmare, and you gave a penalty away. Never a penalty. It was never a penalty. I shoulder barged him, and he fell over, and the ref scored a penalty. But like, no, I touched his shoulder. I didn't, like, throw myself into him. I just pushed him off the ball, and he went tumbling. I, I blame Marky. I, I'm not pointing. Do you know what? I'm I'm not gonna I'm not playing the blame game, all right. But all I'll say is the ball was there to be claimed, and the referee's positioning was clearly not good enough to make the correct decision. And we don't have linesmen because a linesman would never have given that. He would have went play on. He's fallen over. Goal kick. Let's go. So we need some we need some volunteers to run the line for us. I think. We do, because I'm getting too old to be doing all this um, tracking back. I want to play this offside trap, but I keep trying to do. <laughs> it's a nightmare. It's, offside traps are a nightmare anyway, let alone when you don't have a body lineman. And the referee's going, oh, I've got no idea. Like I literally think he just goes, this one will blow for it. This one I'll just let go. We'll see what happens. Do you remember playing Yorkies this year? Yes. Young Mr Juggins, he wasn't very happy with you and me, were he? We kept uh, we kept springing him offside. I'm not. I'm not. That that is that's the best game I've played. We absolutely bossed it. Absolutely. We were brilliant. And then and then I got substituted and it all fell to shit. I was did like, because I we didn't have our gobby centre half. Well, no, and I thought I had a bit of concussion as well. To be fair, and. Um, you did like, concede a goal after I had to go off for my hamstring as well. Not not saying I no. I, I didn't concede any goals when I was on the pitch. Snap. I want to stress that point. So all I'm saying, we were the bosses. You and me, were we were tight in that defence. We, we held it together. We absolutely held it together. Oh, my, headphone, my Bluetooth headphones are dying. Oh my God. So we've got our Twitter polls. Before Ian runs out of charge, how would we get in touch with you on Twitter? It is at Ian Mackey 2, I-A-I-N-M-A-C-K-I-E 2, as in the digit. Do you know who else's Twitter handle has a number 2 in it? At Steph Horton. 2. Well, 
let's just say I'm going to be following Steph. Maybe she listens. Come on, Steph, get in touch. You know you want to play some charity football. Please, please partner me in centre-back, Steph. It'd be amazing. We'd boss it. Well, you'd boss it. I'd just be there. You actually selected Steph in our Twitter poll. She wanted to get in touch with you and say, thank you very much, Mike. I'm very honoured to be part of this CFW Pod 11. How would she get in touch with you via Twitter? You can always get hold of me on at Mike the Relic, R-E-L-I-C. If you want to get in touch with me and tell me I was factually incorrect about Viv Anderson, it's at Phil R underscore eight. If you want to get in touch with the pod on Twitter, it's CFWpod. Instagram is CFW.pod. And if we want to email Mr. Mackey and give him some charity football news, because we still haven't got any, how would we do that? It is CFWpod at Outlook.com. The one thing we haven't had as well is... Mr. Ian Mackey reading out haiku and I wonder has he got any footballing haikus to read out right let me just find them okay Uh, let me just see hang on I need to find them bear with keep going back bear with bear with you can cut all this shit Um, keep it in okay smashy and nicey would shout out to our podcast for charity, mate. Nice. The team of our dreams has a surprise contender. James Breeze at right back. James Breeze at right back. An honourable mention, but not in the poll. Very few footballers have names that fit a haiku as Tulaqueta. <laughs> Oh dear, that last one is the best one. <laughs> I think a little well done to Mike there for writing all those haikus. And if anybody wants to send in haikus for Ian to read out at Ian Mackey too, please. I'll read out. I'll, I'll be honest. I'll read out any old shit you send me. So fire away. <laughs> Go for it. Don't worry. That's quite handy, that. Because I might send you one in a sec. Oh, that's quite. Quite handy that I'll read out anything. Oh, just as an aside, I'll read a better bedtime story than the sensory story that I read. We can find a good one and I will read it in my best voice to end. That should be like this season ender. We're going to sleep. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Put everybody to sleep until next time. Have you sent it? No, no, no. I'm not doing it yet. It won't work. Are you working? uh... Oh, work in progress. I'm waiting to do a CFW oh. pod live, guys, when uh, social distancing allows and um, we can get back out there in the world. That would be awesome. Yeah, that will be a right laugh. We can bring some guitars, we can write some haikus. <laughs> uh. Just prepare for the musical interlude of two grown men playing guitar badly. <laughs> and the third guy stood at, at the front. The third guy stood at the front, reciting haiku like William Shatner. (laughs) That'd be all right. What if we did like a Dave Gorman sort of, we did some sort of jazz guitar in background while Mike read out haiku? (laughs) One of you would have to be on tambourine. (laughs) I can do that. I can actually tap the tambourine out and play at the same time. That'd be all right. 
what public house are we pitching this idea to? <laughs> so what we want to do, guys, is do a charity football <laughs> podcast. But also, as a brief interlude, we want to have a man reading out haikus to jazz guitar and tambourine. Is it I something think... the clientele would be interested in? And if they start saying, well, you know, if you're wearing lederhosen and on a unicycle, then you're in, then we know we've picked the right pub. This is it. Uh, I think if you made the right charity ball. (laughs) Got my baskets here. On a tube. (laughs) (laughs) I think if we made the correct charitable donation, organise pub. You broke up quite badly there, Phil. I didn't catch that. So if we make the right charity donation to the right um, military charity, I think I know a pub. <laughs> I think oh you might be God. right. Can you, can you imagine? Can I, you I can imagine, imagine the landlord scowling at us playing jazz guitar. How long is this going to go on for? As long as it takes. Have you seen, you know that scene in Anchorman when he just pulls out his jazz work? I didn't catch that. Yeah. Shut up, Siri. That is what I imagine it to be like. We'll just be walking on tables and kicking glasses and being like, yeah, jazz guitar. And I the think best could... thing is that we can play completely different things to each other, Ian, and it's jazz <laughs> and it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I think if we were to throw in the occasional haiku about make sure you order more beer or get your pie and peas in now the bar's open, I think he wouldn't mind. I think he'd enjoy it. Well, Do you know what the best thing about jazz is? The best thing about jazz is as long as we're having a nice time and the audience isn't, that's good jazz. <laughs> nice. I think. Right, people I think of the lost. internet. Well, Ian Mackey's gone, but that just leaves me and Mike to say, see you later. Oh, I'm, I mean, I'm still here, guys. Jesus. Yes, you You're going to say people of the internet, Ian. What? What's in? I missed that. It's hard now. What did Are you, you going to say, say goodbye to everybody? Oh, goodbye, everybody. Are we going to do a comedy wave? Five star Yay. reviews. Five star reviews. <laughs>